Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, we give you permission to do what you desire. We pray, Lord, that our minds and hearts and souls will be made fertile soil for the gospel. Your word may bear tremendous fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these scriptures, these great mysteries for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Are you, am I, are we willing to die for our faith? Pretty intense question, but one that today's readings raise for us. Are we willing to die for our faith? The first reading today comes from the book of Maccabees, and it's the story in which uh, the, the Greek, his Greek king, Antiochus Epiphanes, he had come in and had taken over the Jews, and, and he was forcefully implementing that all of them would, would take on Greek culture, right? That they, everything that made them a Jew, most especially their faith, that they would denounce and leave behind and fully take on Greek culture. And so he's pressing them to do so many things, and goes into the temple and puts up all these Greek images. Uh, he's not allowing them to do just these basic fundamental things of what made them Jews. So we, we read this whole book. I mean, it's a pretty intense book, and we only have some little snippets from it today. But one of the things that's happening is that they, some of his troops go into this town, and they're trying to make everyone eat pork, right? And you're like, okay, just no big deal. Just eat the pork, right? But for the Jews, this was part of the law that the Lord had given them. Part of one of the many things that he was having them do that was against, that it really wasn't about the pork, what it was about denouncing God and, and worshiping him and worshiping the Greek gods. And so he comes in and we have the story and, and the, the short end of it is that they say no. That we're not going to, to be unfaithful to the Lord and deny him. So they kill them. And these guys, the whole family is martyred for the Jewish faith. Like, incredible, incredible thing. When we think of the martyrs as Catholics, like many of the saints are those who have given themselves, like literally given their lives because of their faith in Jesus Christ. But many times we, when we think about them, they seem really far away. But, but today, people are being martyred for the faith. If we remember, what, three or four years ago, so it was 2015, four years ago in February, that there were 21 men who were killed on a beach in Libya because they were Christians. They went to Libya looking for work. They were immigrants looking for work, and they were captured by ISIS. And ISIS said, if you don't denounce your Christian faith, they were going to behead you. And they, they took them out. They were on the beach. We all, you remember the pictures if you paid attention to the news at all. And they beheaded them. And a really incredible detail of this is actually that one of those 21 men wasn't Christian. So 20 of them were and one wasn't. But as the, he got to know these men and working with them and as they were captured, just the, the love and the honor and the charity and their courage that he said, Whoever their God is, that's my God. And they're like, well, you're going to die with them. He's like, no problem. 
the witness of these men, whoever their God is, that is my God. And you can kill me too. And, and they were all beheaded brutally on that beach. Brothers and sisters, we don't live in a country and in a time right now where there's an immediate threat that we could die because we're Christian. But are we willing and do we have that same faith? When I was in seminary, a bishop had come to speak to us and he said, you know, you're, you're probably never going to be asked for your life. And, and who knows, anything could happen, right? The history happens pretty darn fast these days. Things change pretty quick. But he said, you're probably not going to be asked for your life physically. You won't be what the church calls a red martyr. But you will be asked every day of your life to be a white martyr. And we're like, well, what does that mean? To surrender your will. To die to yourself and to surrender your will to the Lord. When you don't want to, when it's hard, when it's difficult, to lay down your life, to lay down your will for the sake of the faith. And this is, this is true for all of us that we currently live in a culture that there's certain aspects of our Christian faith that the culture has no problem with. Like, hey, that's cool. Like, let's be compassionate, merciful, all these things. But there's certain truths of the Christian faith that our culture is becoming more and more antagonistic to. More and more antagonistic. And then if we seek to hold those things, and we can name any one of the hot-button topics, right? Marriage, sexuality. We could even talk about the reality of the care for the poor, the marginalized, Whatever. We can talk about the existence of God in general and what, if we believe in that philosophically or not. I mean, there's so many things out there that are there. And we can feel this pressure to just slowly deny the faith, or at least certain aspects of it. You can feel that pressure like those guys like, hey, look, you know, look, just eat the pork. It's going to be okay. But the truth is, is that that all of our faith is intimately united together. It's intimately united together. And we talk about these hot-button topics, right? In marriage, sexuality, I mean, you just, you just name them, that they all come from the root of who God is and who we are created in his image and likeness. It's just the truth. And sometimes it's hard and it's difficult even for us to understand it, even when we want to. And it's really hard and difficult when folks in our family, our friends, our coworkers, classmates, are struggling and wrestling with these things. It's difficult. And we can feel like, oh, for me to stand in the truth of the church means that I'm uncompassionate, I'm not kind, I don't care about people. It's just not the truth. The truth is always merciful. And the truth is always compassionate, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult. And we should never go around and, and be really aggressive, right, and try to ram things down people's throats or try to win an argument for the sake of winning an argument or to be judgmental. That's, that's never what the Lord is asking of us. But can we, in, in difficult situations and difficult conversations, understand what Jesus says, like, that we have to, to make him first. He says these crazy things in the gospel, like, he's going to come cause division between Mother and a daughter, a father and a son, and all these things. Not because he wants to, right? But just because he knows the reality of sin in our life and the power of the gospel. That that's there. That that's present. The Lord desires unity. The Lord desires communion. 
but he just knows the reality of our fallen world. And the important thing is, is that we place him above all things. Now, how did these people, how did these 21 men then, how did these, these Jewish boys back then, and how does every martyr in between and, and to the end of the world, right, how do they stand firm in their faith? With deep conviction, with deep conviction in the Lord and in the truth of all things that flow from that. Like a deep abiding conviction and truth and in the power of the resurrection and in the grace and that flows from the relationship with the Lord. So how can we, how can we do this? I say first and foremost, there are going to be two things. First and foremost is a deepening of our relationship with Jesus personally. Like I need to have more and more of an intimate, deep, and personal relationship with Christ. Because when the difficulties arise, even in our own hearts, like this week, just this week, I had multiple people come speak to me, and they were like, gosh, like, Father, this particular teaching is really difficult, and it's causing tension in my life in this area, and this teaching is really difficult, and it's causing tension with this person in my life. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm, I, I, I'm not sure if I want to be Catholic anymore. I said, okay, well, let's, let's, just, let's just talk through this, right? What's going on? What are these things? And the first encouragement is like, get to know Jesus more. Because what happens is, even when we're wrestling with things, even when we don't completely understand that if we're connected to Jesus deeply, then we can trust him to walk us along that journey. I think of the scriptural example in John chapter 6, when Jesus is speaking about, I'm going to give you my body, blood, soul, and divinity to eat and drink. And people are like, uh, we're leaving. <laughs> You know, when you healed the blind guy, that was, that was pretty awesome. Not going to lie. That was cool. Feeding of the 5,000 with the five loaves and two fish, man, super awesome. Like, I need you around whenever I'm hungry. But I'm not that hungry <laughs> that I want to eat your body and blood, right? Now you're crazy, and I'm leaving. And people started to leave. And they're like, oh, just like explain yourself. And he said, no, no, I'm being serious. Like, my body is true food. My blood is true drink. This is it. And so then, then more people leave. They say, this is a hard teaching, right? How many times have we received something like, ah, this is a hard teaching? And, and they leave. And so Jesus turns to the 12, and he says, are you two going to leave? And there's a quiet. And then Peter speaks up. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. He doesn't say, I understand what you're saying, and I have no problem believing it. Actually, inherent in his answer, I believe, is like, uh, we were thinking about going somewhere else because that sounds crazy. But we trust you. We believe in you. So if, even if we're wrestling with this, Lord, we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to walk this journey with you and trust that you're going to illuminate us. So that's key. The relationship with the Lord is, is primary. And it can only be through deepening prayer, especially with the scriptures. The second thing is that we study the faith. Sometimes we know, or maybe many times we know, what the church teaches. But we oftentimes don't really know why she teaches what she does. And when we don't know that, it just seems like a rule, right? It just seems like a rule that's out there, and it can seem arbitrary. But when we begin to understand why, like St. Peter also said, always be ready to give a reason for your hope. First Peter chapter 3, verse 10, always be prepared 
to give a reason for your hope, to study the truths of the faith, to know that it's not just something that's made up. Like, it comes from these fundamental truths of who God is and who we are and how all these things are intimately connected. And the more we know why, then that allows us to stand on a firmer ground. As I talked with this one particular person this week, we talked about, like, a number of different issues, and we just kind of started to scratch the surface. And they're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think about it like that before. I didn't really know that, that that's where that came from. That makes more sense. I'm like, okay, sweet. Here, read this. Go look at this article. Like, just to continue to inform our minds. So I'm going to point you in two directions. If you haven't already gone and signed up for formed.org, F-O-R-M-E-D.org, you can go on our website, ctklsu.org, click on the little form link, and then you can get a free um, login, right? And it gives you access to free eBooks, free talks, free videos, free studies on pretty much anything touching the Catholic faith. It's amazing free Incredible resource. Please use it. The second one is also free on the internet, Magis, M-A-G-I-S, center.com. Magiscenter.com. There's a priest, he's a Jesuit priest who's also a physicist, and he, he started this, this group, the Magis Center, and a lot of his stuff is about faith and science, but also has the different moral issues. It is incredible. So let us deepen our relationship with Jesus through prayer, and not only ourselves, but together as a community, and then inform our minds about why the church teaches what she does. And that will strengthen us and root us deeply. Not so that we run around, right, just kind of like looking for opportunities to win arguments. That's not it at all. That we can be a joyful, humble, confident witness of the truth. Joyful, humble, confident witness of the truth, that when different issues arise, that we can speak, yes, with humility, yes, with great compassion, yes, with listening, but also with, with courage, with boldness, and to not be afraid even to be rejected at times because, because of what the truth is. And that's, man, that's a hard place to be, and it's an art figuring out how to do it, but the Lord helps and the Lord wants us to live this way. So am I prepared, are you prepared, really, right, to, to die for the faith? And in this sense, in our country, in our culture, just to die to ourself, that the Lord's life may be proclaimed and his truth may be known in and through us. Let us deepen our relationship with him. Let us deepen our knowledge that we can be in deeper communion and be great witnesses of the faith. That's really what martyr means, is witness. We can be great witnesses, a joyful witness of the church, and that we then finally, right, might see the Lord face to face and draw other people with us to that same reality.